0: Welcome to About Progress, a podcast devoted to ordinary people who are striving to improve themselves, overcome obstacles, and make something special of their lives, all while maintaining a healthy balance. In short, people who know life is about progress, not perfection. Hello, thank you so much for listening today. If my voice sounds a little gravelly, um, it's just because I'm Doing that newborn thing and very happily. I uh, hope you were able to see that we had our baby boy last Monday and he is doing great. I am doing great. He is darling, adorable, so sweet and we're really relishing this time together. But I'm also really excited to share this episode and I will introduce our guest in just a moment. If you like today's episode, if you can do me a favor, And take a screenshot and share it with a friend or family member, whether that's in private or over email or a text or on social media. Please share this. That's the best way for people to to um, get to find the podcast, and that's how our numbers get higher each week. Is with you all sharing the podcast, and if you are a returning listener, keep coming back. Subscribe if you haven't already. And also leave me a review. I have a goal to reach 500 reviews this year. It's a huge goal because I'm only a little over 100 at this point. So if you can do me that favor of leaving a rating and a review or just a rating, go for it. It's on iTunes. It's really easy for you to do on your podcast app if you have an iPhone. Um, But you can also do it from a desktop. Super easy as well. So thanks for those who have already done that. Let's talk about my guest today, Mikhail Monson. She is so, so fun to talk to because she readily admits that she never saw herself as the homeschooling mom and that's exactly what she's doing. She took a big leap in following her gut, following her instinct and the spirit for her and did what was right for her children and taking them out of school and homeschooling. She goes through her own personal choices behind why she wanted to do that, why it was a right fit for them and also how she's been able to do this as someone who never wanted to. Mikhail openly shares about her own personal feelings and even if they're different from yours, I feel like we can still learn so much with how intently she thought through things and the courage that she had to... Go through with her convictions and what she felt was right. So I think you're going to really be intrigued by not only her reasonings, but also how she's doing doing it and and doing it well, and also her thoughts on perfectionism too. Because Mikkel's been through a lot that way as someone who's been a lifelong dancer. Um, So two weeks in a row we have dancers. It's really fun. It's kind of been the month of dance already. Um, Let's get to Mikkel because her interviews really, really great. And I want to let her speak for herself. All right. I'm here with Mikhail Monson. Hi, Mikhail. Hey, how are you? I'm so great. Tell us where you're calling from today. I live in Portland, Oregon. Okay. Is Oregon as awesome as I think it is? Because I have something in my head that it's amazing, especially Portland.
1: It's gorgeous um, and beautiful. Yes. So it is awesome in that way. But the whole slogan "Keep Portland Weird" is yes, true. <laughs> okay, I love that. Okay,
0: <laughs> well, that's kind of why I love the idea of Portland. So, how, how about you tell us? <laughs> how about you tell us who you are? <laughs> Give us a little introduction if you can.
1: Okay, sure. All right. So, I grew up in Portland, Oregon. Um, my husband grew up here, but we had never met. Um, we actually grew up in the same little area, and we ended up meeting in our twenties. And quickly fell in love. It's one of those, like, insane stories where in seven weeks we're engaged and everyone rolls their eyes and we're married. (laughs) (laughs) But that's how it happened. It was meant to be. And we've been married for 13 years. That's amazing. Um, We now have four kids. I have a daughter that's 11. I have twin boys that are both nine and then a five-year-old son. And they're all towheads. We're like blondies. So we're that blonde family.
0: Kate. And so you were actually nominated by a dear friend of yours. And um, I just got into the wormhole of looking into your Instagram account, Monson Schoolhouse, as well as the YouTube videos you have produced on homeschooling. So we are going to talk a little bit about that. But you also talk about, I mean, you have a rich life history. So I definitely want to start more with you and who you are. Yeah. It, it seems like when I, when I read what you put out and watch those videos that you are a worker and you, you have big ambitions and, um, and dreams for yourself and for your kids. And I want to know more about what that looked like as you were growing up.
1: Yes, I am full. If anyone knows me, I'm full of energy. I, I kind of got this, whole hard work ethic from my mom and you know my grandma and I honestly I don't really sit down all day long I have a beautiful cushy blue couch and I never actually sit in it so that's kind (laughs) of me I'm running around doing, um and I love that but I don't necessarily do things that where the world would look at me and go oh she's just you know this fabulous entrepreneur or this great business owner or this or that, I am deep in my elbows doing the Lord's work. And that's where the homeschooling comes in. And that's kind of what I've learned, where I've learned to find joy. Now, my life, let me give you a little background. I did um, do classical ballet all mm-hmm. my life. yeah, And so I think that's where the discipline comes from. And mm-hmm. um, the determination and uh, just knowing I don't know, knowing how to focus and kind of execute things. So, yes, I was in the ballet world. And later on, my dream was always to um, be a ballet director of a mm-hmm. studio and choreograph my own ballets, which I did. I ended up doing after I had my twin babies. And I was a ballet director. I choreographed. I staged and I directed these children's ballets. So, like, I was living the dream, you know. It wasn't, like, a huge city ballet. It was a small, t- little company in my community. But That's but it was great. And yeah. it was so much work. And then at the same time, I was running this blossoming photography business of my own that I found a passion in. So
0: That's interesting a lot of you had that as well as ballet.
1: Yes. So... kind of go hand in hand I'm finding you know the lines and the angles and all that um so yeah that was growing and it helped with our income and it kind of you know it helped us start out we were young and helped us start out but I was busy Mm -hmm. I was super busy running here and there um doing 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 running around and I just I look back and I think oh I was too busy for my own good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I was, anyone that looked at me is like, she has it all. But I really felt like I was doing everything, maybe 20% or, you know, I was just too busy, too much doing. So, Hmm. um, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, this is, this has been on my mind a lot this whole idea of busyness, you know, um, yes. and whether or not it's actually productive for one, but fulfilling for two and I yeah. don't know, essential, I guess, third. So tell me what you learned about that then. I well, mean, did you get to a point um, where you were like, enough is enough. I can't be busy, busy, busy.
1: Yeah. It just, it, it was, it was living what I wanted to do, but it was, too much.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and, you know, I just, I, I learned I need to just pare back. And um, what I learned from that was, and from everything I've experienced up to this point, is that a lot of the time we make these plans and for our life, which are good. And it's good to make plans, but we put ourselves in this box kind of, mm. of you know, this is my plan and these are my dreams and this is what I'm going to do. And, we don't leave room for the Lord to show us what will make us happier or what will help us grow or what will help us hmm. learn. And we, we rule out those things that really are the plan, are our plan, and huh. we get stuck in our own box. And, um, you know, if we're stuck in our box, we're not going to experience that happiness so that this... the Lord has waiting for us
0: yeah so this transition that you experienced then out you know going outside of your box what you had planned for you what did that look like and how did you struggle with it um because i'm sure it was not a simple thing to decide to take a step back in some ways and maybe step forward in others as well as what you know was it all worth it then that slowing down and getting outside of your own box
1: Yes. Well, it kind of brings me into how, where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we had actually were at the point where, you know, you save up money to buy, buy a new home. Um, that work I was doing was saving for our, our beautiful home that we were going to buy. Yeah. So we were looking to buy a home in a neighborhood. And my first number one thing was the schools. I needed mm-hmm. really top notch schools, great schools. That was really all I cared about at the moment. Um, And so we ended up buying a home in a very good area. It was a little bit more expensive to buy in that area. But we bought in this area where these schools were called the Triple Crown. You know, like the best grade school, the best middle school, the best high school. It was nicknamed the Triple Crown. And so, I you know, this is everything I've dreamed. We have this house, this adorable colonial. Mm -hmm. My kids can walk to school, you know and it's an adorable school everything's great I they can be I was like literally three year two to three years away at that point mm-hmm. from all my kids being in school all day so yeah
0: so I'm like okay I can You'd probably, almost made like, it be in school all day. <laughs> what? Yeah, I said you
1: almost made it yeah so that's the thing people go you're didn't make it you know like (laughs) I'll have all day and I'll do ballet class that was my goal I'd be able to take a ballet class for myself which I haven't taken in about 15 years (laughs) um I'd be able to grow my photography business and you know do all do all these things that I had planned so um that's kind of where things ended up taking a turn it was um, I felt kind of this right after we bought the house, this was maybe three years ago, I just felt this shift. And it was literally right almost like a couple months after we had moved in. And it was a shift and it was in my, in my soul. And it was as if I was, I was feeling things were going to change or something was changing. Like it wasn't as I had planned or things were not as I had seen or wanted to foresee. Um, and I kind of felt that stirring for a while. And, um, you know, but of course I'm I'm, I'm going to live my own plans. They're not going to change. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep living the way I want to live and, you know, do the things that, that I've dreamed of doing that, that all of us moms want to do. We want our kids to go to school, to a great school, and, you know, We imagine ourselves with a clean home. (laughs) Yes, always. Do the walk, right? That's the dream. So so anyway, then things started, they did start changing. I started noticing um, shifts in the values of um, our nation. And the principles that we teach our children in our own family were not aligning with where this nation is going and things like we believe in our savior, Jesus Christ. We believe in the traditional family unit. I kind of pushed it aside. It's fine. You know, I can, I can be a good, uh, I can put forth light in my community and, and things like that. Um, but then it slowly came to where my daughter would come home and, um, I would, you know, it was kind of, she was kind of low, and there was no cause for me to even want to take them out or anything. They had no concern with school. They loved going, and their teachers loved them, and all my um, parent-teacher meetings were great. Like, there was no cause for concern. However, I started reading my daughter's journal, and what she was writing in her journal was, it was awful. It was, um, she hated herself. She was Aww. fat. She, uh, you know, just demeaning, horrible things. And I get a little choked up because, um, you know, I suffered from an eating disorder when I was in middle school and high school, and it was, it was awful. It was mm-hmm. just a tragedy. And yeah. and I just thought, how is this negativity getting into her? And um, she should not be feeling this way about herself. No child of God should be feeling this way about themselves. and um, So that was just awful. And she would cry herself to sleep at night And um, from the stress um, of, you know, oh, we have a state test every year. And, you know, the teachers would prepare them for this test for months in advance, and my kids would get stressed out. And they were, you know, nine, nine yeah. years old. Um, why are they getting stressed out about these tests? Um, just lots of things, and it, this spurred me to dig into the curriculum. I had never done that before. Um, me and my husband, we graduated from public school. We did the whole. We went through public school in Portland. We were we were like it's fine, worked for us, and um, honestly, we, <laughs> we really never wanted to homeschool. We were kind of the naysayers with homeschool. We were like, um, <laughs> our kids are going to end up weird. Like, we would never homeschool. You yeah. know? We don't want our kids to be that weird family. Like, you know, that was kind of what we had thought. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it never was any part of our plan. It wasn't on our map at all. And But as I started digging into kind of the curriculum and things that were missing. They weren't teaching cursors. They were pulling different things away. I I, I just thought, you know, if I went to this school and and it was a private school and I really looked into the curriculum and what they were teaching, the values and the principles they were teaching these children, would I put my kids in the school and pay tuition for it? And it was, you know, no. Hmm. And then what? If, what is important? Well, I'm teaching my children – Again, the principles that, that I said that we teach in our home, instead of teaching my children at night those, the correct principles, I was re-educating them from the day that they learned. So it was kind of, I was homeschooling re-education at night when they were tired and cranky. And um, ultimately, I went to the Lord. And I was really, I was really against homeschooling. I did not have a, a softened heart. I had a hard heart. And so I went to the Lord and asked him, "Okay, I need a solution, but it can't be homeschooling. Point <laughs> me to a private school or something." Yeah. I spent months looking into private schools or something that would work. Um, but it was it was pointing that I needed to bring my daughter home. Hmm. And it was just her at the time um so we started with her now and what grade was she in days, at the time she was in fourth grade going uh-huh. into fifth grade
0: okay so she had, so, had plenty of experience with school at that point too you know yeah you both yes, had We all had <laughs> yeah so
1: oh yeah we tell, tell us about
0: it. <laughs> tell us about that first day i imagine so, that was super yeah i spent
1: like the whole the whole summer like Obsessing about the curriculum. I gathered it, I researched, I got it all. But so I had her whole day planned out. So I had her set at the kitchen table um, for her first day of homeschool. I was like, I'm going to do this. For and I said, You know, you do your assignment and I'm going to walk the twin boys to school. Okay. At that point, I had no plan to homeschool my twin boys. They were social, they were happy, they were thriving, they were learning, They're, they had good teachers. That year, it was, um, you know, of course, I had those deep concerns about what, you know, what I spoke about before. But, again, I was pushing it back. I'm, I don't need to homeschool them just yet. I can't homeschool twin boys. Like, who could homeschool twin boys? <laughs> <laughs> so I locked them to school. And I am not, I was never the mom to cry when you think about it to your kids. Like, I was always the mom that's like, yes! Yeah! that was me you know was like, go to school have fun and we'll see you in six hours because I have a lot to do so I went to their classrooms and I I put them in their desk and I I'd never felt this before it was such a strong impression from the spirit the strongest I've ever gotten it was they are not supposed to be here they are supposed to be home with you and it was so hard to leave them that day. I just, mm-hmm. it was, I've never experienced this before. Like I said, I'm kind of like, go oh, do your thing, yay, you know. Um, but it was so hard to leave them. And I'm a planner, so, and I'm a committer. I committed to this. I wasn't just going to take them home that day. I I cried the entire way home. Mm-hmm. And when I got home, my daughter was like, why are you crying? Because that never happened before. Yeah. And I told her, I said, the boy's need to be home with us like they have mm-hmm. to be home um and i left them in but my next snag was i needed to convince my husband mm-hmm. that the boys needed to come home he was going home about my daughter she was you know she she was upset and and he knew that um oh and how did she feel it about it
0: too was she was she like yes please i i don't want this pressure anymore
1: Oh yeah, she. We had prayed yeah. about it together, and she hmm. was just hundred percent in.
0: Mm-hmm. Like That's this amazing. is going to be
1: great. I want to come home. So she was really, really, really excited. Yeah,
0: but your boys. Um, um I wonder what, how were they? Were, I mean, because you said like they're, they are different. I mean, they're different than your oh, daughters. They were. So how were yeah. they about have, the idea?
1: Exactly. Very hard. So let me start with, like, trying to get my husband on board. I prayed, please soften his heart, because my heart was hard for a while. Mm. We soften his heart to this idea. It can work. If if it's the Lord's will, it will be. And so I remember being so nervous and I, I waited a while. Like I wanted him to see that it was going really well with my daughter. You know, we can do this. Um, so I waited a month or so and I I did, I said, I just, I have such a strong feeling that all the kids need to be home. They all need to be home. Like the Lord wants this for our family. And, um, he was so sweet. He, This is what he said to me. He said, okay. He said, everything you touch turns to gold. And he's like, let's do it. I mean, wow! how fabulous is that? I knew yeah. the Lord was working on him up to that moment. And that the one so thing he was awesome. worried about was, was my sanity. I, I
0: think yeah. every
1: husband is, like, worries about their wife's sanity like uh-huh. okay, fine but you're probably going to be crazy <laughs> you know
0: I mean? yeah <laughs> that's what has um that this has been a conversation in our home for all for a few yes. years too <laughs> oh yeah and that's like, kind of what like, it comes down to is my sanity
1: it does because it has my to. husband sees how I am during summer break you know you're kind of loopy it's hard the kids are wild you know here my hard. text all day get home fast yeah, that kind of thing. So he was really, really just worried about my sanity. And again, I was just filled with the spirit of the Lord. Like mm-hmm. I'm telling you, this impression was so strong. I said, it's, the Lord will provide a way. It's going to happen. It's this is what we're supposed to do. We need to do it like and, and not, do not doubt it. Just do it. And of course, I had my worries about how am I going to do twin boys? and my daughter, mm-hmm. and my five-year-old. Um, how, yeah. Of course I, I did that. I, I wrestled with that, and I wrestled with I'm not smart enough, and I'm mm-hmm. not, you know, how am I going to teach? And, and you know what's funny is the one thing that I was frightened by, this is going to sound so silly now that I look back, I was frightened <laughs> at the thought, of teaching my little one how to read.
0: <laughs> and I just, no, that's not, I've that,
1: had, that doesn't seem silly at I've all. I've had so many moms, I've had so many moms write me since saying, I am frightened by teaching my child how to read. And that's exactly how I felt. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I'm like, okay, I nursed him. I changed his diaper. I taught him how to walk. Like, we did all these things. But all of a sudden, when it comes to teaching a child to read or, or teaching them, you know, two plus two, for some reason, it, it's intimidating or we think, yeah. my child will never listen to me. Hmm. Like, why would they listen to me? That's what I thought. Like, he's so stubborn. He's never going to listen to me. I need another teacher to teach him because he will not listen to his mama. So I, I thought about all this and, yeah, all these things definitely race through everyone's mind and they race through mine. But ultimately it was the Lord wanted this and he's going to provide a way. And another, another concern my husband had was I was working at the time. I was teaching ballet and mm-hmm. I was teaching about three days a week. Mm-hmm. And I got paid pretty well, like 40 bucks an hour. And so I made a, a good amount of money and I was doing photography. So I was making a good chunk of change. I mean, for, you know, of kind of it sounds like stuff. yeah it sounds like rolling was in the dough
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah helped with the grocery bill so had yeah, definitely like,
1: all of a sudden and i told him i said i i can't work doing this that was just yeah. my decision i mm-hmm. i wanted this to be my job this is going to be my full-time job mm-hmm. and i was lucky enough to do this i felt like the lord you know if we were able to do this there was no cause not to especially when the lord told us to do it and Um, that was his concern. Well, what about our finances? I did all our finances with you working. And again, I was so, I was so on fire with the spirit. I was like, it's going to, he's going to provide a way it's going to work out. Like it just will. We just have to do this. We have to have faith. Like we have to go forward. There's, there's, if we didn't, I couldn't face, I couldn't face my heavenly father and say, I felt the answer, but I didn't do it because I was afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we did it, and we—the cute thing was—is my husband. Like we turned our office into a schoolroom, and he like helped build the desks and get everything ready. And it was just so fun to do this together and be on this new adventure together and have that support. Um, but yeah, the first—it was definitely a different animal with the boys home. <laughs>
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, so much changes with each, each kid's different dynamics and needs and, and, Mm
1: -hmm. and just
0: alone the curriculum, the the different curriculums you have to plan. You know, it's just, it sounds like a lot. How many years ago was this?
1: Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey... (sighs)
0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. You said it was this three?
1: Was just, this just, no, three years was when the, the stirring started happening and uh-huh. the prompting was kind of coming. Yes. Um, I've been homeschooling a year and a half. So far, so this is. I'm almost it's into my fresh. second year. Yeah, I'm still fresh. I and I love this perspective that I have because I have been the home, the public school mom, and we've been public school kids, and and so it's so nice to have that perspective because when I get down on myself or think, because it happens, you think, oh, you know, mm. I could just send him to school, but then I realize I go back and then. I, I you know I remind myself why we're doing this, why it's better the pros and cons and how it's so it is good for our family and yes um and it's working and and you That's know my right. um my twin boys they are more social they need more socialization if you want to say everyone says uh-huh. socialization <laughs> right socialization um, so yeah it's like that term everyone says um, yep. the common criticism. Well, okay, let's talk about
0: that for a moment because that is the thing I hear a lot about homeschooling. And like I said, I am not a homeschooler and I was a public school teacher before, but I think about homeschooling all the time. So when people say, oh, I never homeschool my kids because they need to learn how to socialize. That makes me mad when I hear that. (laughs) I'm not even even a homeschooler. (laughs) So I'm sure for you, you're like, how dare you, you know? So well, what do you do about oh, no. that criticism? And maybe there's some truth to it. Maybe there's it mm-hmm. more of a, of a challenge, but how do you take I that think, on? Yeah.
1: Well, the funny thing is, is that was me. I was like, sure. Um, that was like one of my biggest concerns. When I went to the Lord, I'm like, socialization, like, and how funny, <laughs> He's probably, the Lord was probably laughing at me and like, oh, this is <laughs> so dumb, so silly. But I was really worried about it, and because I'm a social person, and um, my kids love to do their friends, and you know, you don't want the awkward, can't talk or, say, a conversation child. Um, mm-hmm. But then in the end, you know, again, I just took the leap, and I made sure to enroll them in they're always in a sport, so like baseball or soccer. Or something like that. Um, And honestly, I think it's the parents that are more worried about the socializing. Mm -hmm. I ask my kids and my most social child, um, Asher, he is just always like the life of the party and everyone gravitates towards him. He even said a couple weeks ago, Mom, I think we're involved in too many things. I think we need to downsize. Like, (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) wow. And that is awesome. Live, I know. i was just like they. I think the parent we're more concerned about it. Mm. The kids. I mean, of course, if you get them out and get them involved, but it's it's kind of um, it can go the opposite way. Over being over Definitely. busy, being running around. The kids go to school. all day. they come home. Hurry, quick, get, get your stuff. We have to go to soccer. Run to soccer. Run to this. Run to that. Run to ballet. Hurry, you know, shove it down your face. And then, oh, we need to read scripture. Hurry, read it fast. Everyone's crying. You know, hurry, say it <laughs> Get in bed. Back. Oh, wait, the homework. Oh, no. yeah. Oh, you're running around like the teacher, and then it's all smashed. And, you know, you're going to get in trouble tomorrow. And it's just like this rat race. And yeah. that's, that's, we don't have that anymore. The rat race is gone.
0: Huh. Yeah, and I was going like, to ask, like, what is your favorite part about homeschooling? Is it that? Is that the rat race is oh, gone?
1: God. That is a huge, huge part where we can we are able to find peace we are able to hear and listen to the spirit quietly without being interrupted i am able to teach the scriptures we have an hour scripture time every day and that is when they ask me these questions that i would have never heard before Hmm. deep questions serious questions that i need to address about anything, families, gospel, what they're thinking about, whatever, it always comes up during that hour of scripture time because it's just quiet and peaceful. And I love that. And that's what we were missing. And we don't have so, to rush around. And then yeah. we get um, all of our schoolwork done from, you know, we usually hold school. I'm I'm pretty scheduled because I'm a yeah. ballet <laughs> ballet dancer. So I do like to schedule it. You don't have to. There's so many different ways to do this, but I'm really scheduled, and I run my homeschool like a school. This is our school, and I'm the teacher, the principal, and I put that role on my head. I'm teacher right now, you know, Um, and the kids respond to that. They're great. Hmm. They're they're so fabulous. I am shocked. You can see that in the videos.
0: You know, what? they know. You can see that in your videos, your YouTube videos that you have. You know, you've done a day in the life one there, and yeah. you know the kids they follow your lead, and they have followed your lead. You've put a structure in place. You've done what works for your family. I'm sure some people, like you said, it's a uh, a, a lot less structure or something a little bit in between, yeah. but your kids have followed your lead there. And it's really incredible to see how they, they've developed such responsibility too in following through with yes. the expectations that have been placed for
1: them. Uh uh-huh. and, and the thing that, that shocks me and surprised me was, you know, when I thought of homeschooling, it's I thought of a summer break, you know, when we're all just done and we want to get our kids back to school. That's what I think every mom thinks. And they're like, I could never have my kids home. Yeah, they're thinking of the the terrible unstructured disaster uh-huh. that happens in summer break, like the end of summer break. Well, I mean, with homeschool, it's they it's work. It's school It really is school, and mm-hmm. they know they have assignments to do, and they're working. And yes, there's going to be you know the occasional meltdown here and there. Of course, sure. they're your kids, but but it it really is kind of a flow and yeah um, they know they're supposed to get their work done and what's so awesome is they see that I'm putting them first that Mm -hmm. that I value them I'm here with them I'm here all day long with them I'm right there next to them to help them um, through whatever whatever they need to answer any questions and that has just created such a bond with us and our family like our family has this glue that's just so tight we're just yeah. so tight together and instead of the rat race after school at two o'clock we're done we've done all that. our work because it doesn't it doesn't yep. take an hour to explain a math problem mm-hmm. I literally explain it in five minutes they and get they it complain. they do their, their 30 cool. questions that, that they probably be doing for homework and mm-hmm. public go they get it done and then we are free. And there's this, this hmm. one homeschool mom on Instagram. She said, um, I love homeschool because it's freedom. And yeah. that, that was interesting to me because when I was, my kids were in school, that was, I always thought that was freedom. Well, my kids are in school, so now I'm free to do whatever I want. But there was such a burden on my shoulders for me and for what our family needed to do there was just this heaviness that it just didn't feel right. They were gone all day and then it just was wrong. If something felt wrong that I didn't know what they were learning there and I was so worried and, you know, what principles were they learning? But it's just, I was so worried and just, um, but now that they're home, I know exactly what I'm teaching them. I know everything we're learning and I can't even tell you how refreshing it is. This that is like all freeing. new to me. Yeah. What?
0: Well, it seems freeing in terms of, you know, yes. mentally too, but just even the rush. I mean, after school is when, you know, I feel like we have the most meltdowns, kids exactly. and mom included, you know, um, and there is so <laughs> much wasted time at school too, you know, that you're able to get away with that. You work hard, you get done what you need to, but I'm sure the hours between two and six look a lot different for you than it does oh, for so most nice. people um I kind of have a flip side question for you so I've, I've asked about like the best thing about it so what's the hardest yes. thing about it for you what's the hardest the thing hardest about
1: homeschooling thing, the hardest thing for me has been um I guess going feeling like I'm jumping off a cliff feeling like I am taking this road that is less Traveled, yeah. This road that's kind of alone, um, and it's hard. Sometimes it, it could be kind of lonely, and there there is a lot of pressure, which I don't think we mm. should feel. We put it on ourselves. Um, but you think, okay, like, am I teaching them enough? Are they learning enough? And sure. yeah, every time I think that, the spirit says, yes, they're learning the best things they should be learning. They're learning those principles, the gospel, they're learning about Jesus. Um, even in our like English work or grammar, they are correcting sentences that are uplifting. They are reading books that uplift and, you know, point to God, everything they're putting in their minds, everything they're doing is praising God. And that is worth it alone. And I just think, even their math curriculum has a little scripture before it it's like it is such a breath of fresh air i can't, yeah. it's freedom and i feel like i i don't know i'm like i could never it's still go it. back even the hard I'm parts experiencing of experiencing this yeah it is it is really hard today was tough my um 5 year old you know he i don't know if he stayed up too late but he did have a little tantrum and I thought, okay, instead of doing your reading lesson, we're taking a nap. So, you know,
0: you yeah. kind of have to, to flow and that. figure out.
1: Yeah, and you can do it. And later on in the day, it was kind of like a rough lesson. But later on in the day, he goes, I love my reading lesson. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, like,
0: <laughs> <You're> like really? <laughs>
1: okay. So let's, let's yes, talk. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, there's such accomplishment, too. I taught my five-year-old how to read. I taught him when he was four. That's amazing. Yeah. And I can't, you, you know, that I can't take beast. the credit. Yeah, I feel like I got over that hump, and it's not even scary. And these curriculums, there's so many of them, but yeah. you don't have to be professional. You don't have to be licensed. They literally, like, take you through like you're a baby how to teach, and it's so that's easy. Great. You just follow through. It will literally be like, take his finger and point it here, and it it's so easy to follow, and it works brilliantly. They did the work, so you don't have to. <laughs> you so
0: you know that was actually going to be my next question: was what would you recommend for for the curriculum issue? You know, I imagine that's can be can be the hardest part to figure oh, yeah. out what that's going to yes, look like. So, what do you like in your home?
1: Well, when I started when you want to homeschool, you finally feel like you can do it. You ask some a homeschool mom and then they point to this website that has like 5,000 things and you just feel lost. I mean, yeah. it is a rabbit hole that you can fall through. Um, and there are so many different ways that every family wants to homeschool. Some want to do secular. Some want to do Christian. Um, you know, there's so many different ways. It's kind of overwhelming. But I have found that YouTube that's why I started doing videos because I really felt that I needed to help moms that were kind of in my situation and kind of help guide them because it is overwhelming and daunting. Um, and, but seriously, YouTube just type in kindergarten homeschool curriculum, you'll, and you get to see it and people will open it up and give their review. And that is how I found all my curriculum, it was great.
0: So it's through, um, Seeing how it, the curriculum in action, and then you're able to figure out what works best for you and your family or a particular child. That's
1: cool. I, I yeah, didn't know that was and, even a an option. You know, you do. Yeah, and how you teach. Every mom teaches differently. Every mom has a different teaching style. So how do you want to teach your child? The amount of options you have homeschooling is. I'm just wow. Again, by stepping outside of my plan, my box. I never planned to do this ever. I never wanted to do it. I actually was very against it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so the fact that I'm doing it and it's working and I, I'm humbled because maybe it's how the Lord needed to humble me. I'm humbled. I'm learning to give up my selfishness. I'm yeah. learning to completely give myself to these little children and to stop worrying about what I want to do. Or hmm. I didn't get to do this today, or I don't have me time. I never have mom guilt at the end of the day because I spend all day with them and it, and I feel complete. I gave what I could <laughs> give, even if it was a disaster day. I gave what I get, could give, and yeah,
0: and I'm like happy that about that.
1: No mom hmm. guilt. Going, ah, oh, I didn't get to connect with my child. I'm always connecting with them, and you know, so even unique. if it was it was a Sour day or we didn't get through that lesson or you know, whatever. We still connected. I was still there with them and it's you know, I never have that guilt. That That's is such a beautiful
0: too. thing. and so unusual. That's unusual yeah. to hear that, you know, from moms. So so tell me then about the sanity question. You know, that was that was the worry. <laughs> um how how has that been for you the past year and a half? And what do you do to hold on to your your own sanity, and also your own talents and dreams, too. Yeah. I mean, um, tell me about that.
1: Yes, sanity. Well, that was what my husband was most worried mm-hmm. about. And, okay, so I was thinking about, um, about you know, how am I keeping my sanity? Well, remember I had to not convince my husband, but I kind of wanted him on board, and I was so gung-ho, this is going to be great. Well, it's taught me, The first year, I didn't want to say one negative thing about it because, you know, I worked to convince him and here we are and it's great. So I realized what, how we choose to be happy. I was Hmm. like, we made this decision and I'm not going to poo poo it or say someone cried today or whatever. Everything's great. Everything's going well. And just by looking at the positive every day, that seriously has kind of changed me Huh. and it's again lightened our our home and lightened everyone's mood. Um so that and honestly the I don't again home school is not like summer vacation. So it's weird, but I'm more sane now than I was when they went to public school before I brought them home because like you said, I would get anxiety when they were walking home because I knew yeah. the meltdown was coming. My heart would start pounding, and I was like, oh, great. Now I have to deal with the rat race at night. Mm-hmm. And it was a crazy rat race mess um, with no quiet moments, no, like, really deep conversations with them where I could just what get to know them, get to know their hearts. And now that we have these quiet moments, I mean, they are – I am just – their testimonies are – so fabulous more they're stronger than I ever was and the things that they tell me are i mean i know that's the blessings from the lord of just being obedient and taking the sleep of faith i'm i'm seeing them and they're not um you know necessarily physical blessings however remember when i said my husband was a little bit worried about our finances oh yeah he came to me 4 months later and he said, "I don't know what's happened, but it hasn't affected our finances at all." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I can't explain it." And wow. I, I was like, "That is the Lord. It is." And we were able to buy this curriculum. I, I've seen miracle after miracle. I that mean, is it, so it's, it's amazing.
0: Kill. I mean, I just love hearing about that. You know, even if someone is 't homeschooling I feel like this conversation is totally applicable to all all of us and I think it's yeah. about learning how to slow down to do the right choices for you and for your family and to own those choices because I think that's where you have found a lot of contentment and happiness is because you have uh, you have chosen your choice if that makes sense and that's the thing that yeah. one of my prior guests and I talked about, um, Dr. Jennifer finlayson Fife we talked about the transformation of sometimes our choices are hard. Like, this yeah. is not easy. What you're doing is not easy at all. Oh, yeah. But because you have the perspective in mind that this is what is serving you and your family better in the long run, you're owning it. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you're more fulfilled by it. And there's something beautiful about that, regardless of... Uh, you know, whether or not someone is going to homeschool, you know, based off of this conversation. So I hope that.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I do. I think whatever situation you're in, for instance, my mom, she had a completely opposite. Um, she needed to go back to school. The Lord told her she needed to go back to school and work and yeah. help support the family. And uh-huh. that, that's what the Lord told her to do. And she's mm-hmm. the one that taught me how to be brave, be courageous and follow and act. Even if it's so scary, it was so scary for her to go back to school when she had five kids.
0: Oh, yeah, I, mean, my husband, I can't even imagine.
1: Yeah, my my dad was so supportive and right there with her, but um, and that alone and it was she, a
0: different she, time too. I mean, it was more. Yeah, yeah it'd be a lot easier oh, yeah. to do that now. Um, socially,
1: yeah, it was, it was exactly then. it was mom stay home and and that was a huge leap of faith for her, and so she gave me the courage to act when you feel hmm. something, you do it yeah and and it will it'll teach you god's trying to teach us and help us grow and help us learn and it was hard for her and this is hard for me but yeah. <laughs> but i'm finding that his plan for me is it's way happier it offers so much more happiness and growth and learning i'm a deeper person now than i was i'm i see a deeper perspective i'm i'm humbled i um you know i just i i've i'm a better person because i'm able to practice patience i'm able to learn patience learn how to deal with four kids around me and that's helped me with with my interactions with other people too you know hmm. to love everyone to understand everyone's story and that we're all you know kind of trying to find our happiness and our place. And we're all searching and we're all growing. We're constantly growing, constantly. I sure
0: hope so. You know, Mikhail, this whole thing has been so fascinating. I, I want to talk to you for a lot longer. Um, it is time for us to end with my final question for you. And you, you were kind of um, getting to that, I feel. I don't know if there's something else you would like to add to this question. And it's what have you learned about yourself the past few
1: years I have learned that anything that I thought of myself that I thought of myself is not nearly the capacity that I truly am that the Lord sees us as these great amazing talented um, beings full of hope and just um, and Like we can do more than we ever thought we could do if we trust in him and what we have planned for ourselves is this teeny minuscule plan that we can only see. And if we broaden our perspective and open our hearts and humble our hearts um, and go along his will, he will bring us to a place that's, most likely different than we had planned, but will be greater than what we had planned for ourselves.
0: Oh, beautiful, Mikkel. beautifully said. Thank you so much for being on this show. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, you're so sweet to have me. I really have enjoyed talking to you. Good. <laughs> and sharing my little, my little part of the, the planet. that's really small. I. I'm no one. Really special. inspiring. I'm just a mom that stays home. <laughs> no, what you, stay <laughs> what you do well, is incredible. What you do is incredible. Thank you so much for inviting me on your show. It was wonderful.
0: I hope you can see why I loved connecting with Mikhail. She said over and over in our emails that she wasn't sure if she was the right fit to be on the show because she is "quote unquote" just a mom. And I hope you can see from this interview that nobody is just a mom and I think regardless of what we end up doing with our own children and the convictions of our heart, the values of our families, what matters is that we have them, that we are intentional about our parenting, that we do what is best for our children with strength and courage as Mikkel did and is doing every single day. Many of you requested the birth story of my son, and I thought it would be fitting to do it as a follow-up interview of sorts with Lara Dugovic, who helped walk me through it, and a few episodes back, um, she helped me walk through my fear of childbirth. It's a pretty significant fear, so, um, if you haven't listened to that one, I would listen to that first, but on Friday, I'm going to release just this conversation I had with Lara over the phone, totally unedited it's just exactly what we talk about from start to finish and i i loved reconnecting with her and just telling her how helpful the things were that she taught me. And so for those of you who do love birth stories, come back on Friday for that. But next Wednesday, I am going to have a highlight episode and and some thoughts on another topic that I've had on my mind for quite some time. If you have written me an email lately sharing what you've loved about the podcast, first, thank you. Thank you so much. I read them, I love them, I've reread them. Two, I'm sorry. I know that I need to write you back. Um, As you will hear on Friday during my conversation with Laura, life has been a little crazy. Um, But I promise I will write you back um, because what you've written me means so much. And three, if you have done that or you've sent me a direct message or written something on social media about what you've loved about this podcast, if you can just copy and paste that into a review, that would be so, so awesome of you. Whether I see you on Wednesday, next Wednesday, or this coming Friday, I hope that you come back and you subscribe and leave reviews and share this podcast. And until you listen to me again, take care of yourself. Seeking the truth never gets old.